The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you are a small business owner or entrepreneur, a coach is important to keep you on trend, relevant, and competitive. Welcome to ESCN, an iCoach 360 production. Your host is Michael Dawson, along with co-hosts Angelia Hobson and Diane Daniels. If you're looking to launch or grow your business, listen to what our guests have to say about winning in the game of business and important industry topics. Now, here's your host, Michael Dawson. Good morning. Good morning. You are listening to ESCN and I Coach 360 production. Uh, I am your guest host, Rodney Davis, here with Diane Daniels and Angelia Hobson. I want to say good morning to you this morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's morning Rodney. Here, Rodney. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day. This has been a, a great season for us. Uh, we've met with some of the industry leaders and out there in finance and a lot of different uh, sectors. We've heard from our listeners, and I think what we're going to do today is just go back and kind of rethink some of the key things that have happened throughout this season and kind of jump into like an open forum, so to speak. And, you know, what are some of the things, Angelia, that you see that are some of the things that that people want to hear about or some of the main questions that we've dealt with over this, this course of the season? Well, I think it's been great. You know, we've had, like you said, some of the professional athletes. One of the big running themes that we heard was about transitions and just how difficult it was for them to come out of playing a professional sport into entrepreneurship and how they manage those transitions. And, and so those stories were varied, but the theme was the same. So I think that that was a, a, one of the big running themes for the season. Having in some of the industry experts, uh, going back to Breakthrough Business Challenge Weekend, just listening to that Finance in the Dream panel where we had in uh, Wintrust Bank, we had in VEDC, who's an alternative lender, and then we had Mr. Corey Mays, who is a former NFL player, now uh, angel investor. So listening to them talk about what it is they're looking for when they're trying to finance small businesses and helping them get that start, whether it's launching brand new or helping them grow or expand. So I think it's just been a fantastic season of getting out some really good entrepreneurial content on, on a number of different topics. And so, you know, Angelia, I think it's important for the audience to understand why we highlighted this whole concept of transition. We did have a lot of um, kind of professional sports personalities on the radio show, but that we wanted to highlight this idea of transitioning because as one goes from whatever professional um, career role that they have into this effort of entrepreneurship, there is a transition. And that transition sometimes feels insurmountable. But we wanted to share some of the uh, biggest challenges that people have had in uh, working through that transition process. And so, as you said, the theme, the these uh, experiences are different, the situations are different, backgrounds are different, and all of that preparation, all those things are different. But the theme of transition is the same. And so whether you are a an individual who has worked 
for 30 years in a particular, uh, you know, profession and then is getting ready to retire and go out on your own and, and, and start up a, um, a business or if you've always your whole life been an entrepreneur, you know, we always have change and so transition is really, really important to highlight. And so we will probably, as ESCN goes on, continue to talk to folks about what the challenges are to move from, you know, whatever professional um, environment they've been in to this idea of entrepreneurship, because it can be quite challenging. And, and quite different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Well, what we're going to do today is just go down a list of some of the things that every business owner should know. And, you know, we're going to bounce off different ideas and, and hopefully help you as the listeners to that next step in you being an entrepreneur. One of the things is, is cash. Yeah, everybody wants it, needs it. Right, uh, right. You've got to have it to operate. What happens when there's a, a cash crunch uh, for a company and it's maybe time to shift your business in a way? What are some of the things, the obstacles, or some of the things you should be thinking when you're coming into a cash crunch? I think before you even get to the crunch, the biggest thing is allowing yourself the space to always have foresight. Right. And to always be able to look down the road. So even though things are going well in the moment and I've lived this, you know, you're cash flush. Things are great. There's money in the bank. You got reserves. You're meeting payroll. All the things are clicking on all cylinders. When are those contracts coming to an end? Will those contracts be renewed? You know, what happens uh, in the event that they don't? What happens in the event that we have another situation like we had where there's a true credit crunch in the entire market. So maybe you have a line of credit that's a million dollars, but for no no doing of your own, the bank reduces your credit line, right? So all those things, it's just giving yourself the space to look down the road to say, what's going to happen to my business and eventually, me personally, 12 months from now, 18 months from now, 24 months from now. Yeah, and giving yourself the space really looks like taking time to look at your numbers. So right. I'll make it more plain. <laughs> taking time to look at your numbers, you may not be the person that is most comfortable with financials, but understanding what's coming in the door and what's going out of the door at least every quarter, every three months, take a look at the financial picture Take a look at the income statement and the balance sheet, right. understanding cash flow, and then projecting that out. The um, um, guest that we had, Cynthia Ryan from VEDC, talked about having cash flow projections for two to three years, right. understanding what that forecast looks like. And so you might not be right on in that forecast, meaning that forecast may not be perfect, but you need to be aware of that. So say you have... Uh, your business is run on three big contracts, say, and those contracts are coming due or are ending, um, you know, one year out and then two years out right. and then the third year out. That would be a perfect scenario, oh, right, yeah, to have that spread out. Right, but right. Many times, many times. What They're happens, all ending at the same time. Right. Right. December, it's all done. What are we doing now? Exactly, right. right. And you have a whole staff, you have right. employees, Absolutely. all of those things. And so the planning is really important, but... Take a look at the profit and loss statement, 
the balance sheet and understand what the cash flow situation is, at least on a quarterly basis, if not monthly. And I'll go back to what you say about not knowing the numbers and not even understanding or liking the numbers. And that was the position I found myself in as an entrepreneur. I had fiscal operations folks around me for almost the duration of the time that I've been in business. I started my business with two guys who were investment bankers by trade. They knew the numbers intensely. I did the sales, marketing, and management. I had to take it upon myself to learn the numbers. What do these numbers mean on this balance sheet? It's important to know when you're talking to a lender. It's important to know if you're talking to an investor. It's even more important to know when you're running your business. Every single month, taking a look at those numbers to say, what does this mean? And to your point, Diane, what's it going to mean in the long run? Mm -hmm. So I would say if you are an entrepreneur, you started at your dining room table, you have no concept of what a financial statement looks like or a balance sheet or a cash flow statement, get with somebody who knows that mm -hmm. and spend some time with them understanding what that means mm -hmm. in all aspects of your business. Really so, important. So, so with your business, Angelia, let's go back when you were in, uh, working with those two other gentlemen, and you said, what does all this mean? Was that something that they showed you, or was it something you went outside on your own? So so quite honestly, what they said is just keep selling, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> right, we, had, we had really right. good cash flow, right. and so we, we were able to kind of pull down these kind of large quarterly partnership uh, distributions. So they were quite happy with me doing what I was doing and being a little bit in the fog. However... Uh, as time went on, those gentlemen were significantly older than me, and I ended up buying my business away from them. So I bought them out, and what I did was I created a hole in my organization. So the fiscal operations was gone, and I didn't understand it. And so I ended up hiring external CFO, who took the time then to sit with me, help me learn it and manage it. And even then, I, I remained friends with those gentlemen. Yeah. I had other people in my circle who understood it. So even though this external CFO was teaching me, I was paying him. I had no idea if he was telling me the correct information. So I still took what he taught me and went and learned it. I subsequently took some additional classes around it and did some additional training around it, but I had to learn it for myself. And I think it's incumbent on the business owner to understand their financials. Yeah, and it just for a multitude of reasons, one is you could have people who are experts in that area working for you and they're competent, they have high integrity, good character, all of Absolutely. that, and you trust them, but you never know what could happen. Absolutely. And so if, if something unfortunate happened and they moved away, went away, or are no longer available to you in your organization, the question is then what do you do? Right. The other thing is, is, is what if you don't have the people who right. are the most uh, <laughs> reputable, <laughs> uh, you need to know what you don't know. That's so, right. And so as you grow and as you go through this process, it's always a learning uh, process. We've talked about this on the show as well, is that you never stop learning. That's right. You, uh, you don't know what you don't know, but as you become aware that there's a, a void or a gap in information, then you just, you know, go and find it out. You know, right. it's never too late to understand more and more about the different aspects of the business. You don't have to be the expert in it. That's right. But you need to be aware of all of the pieces. If nothing else, you got to know how to manage the experts, right? right? And exactly. so, right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, you, I can have someone in my organization who's a marketing expert, a financial expert, whatever. I need to know enough 
to manage that person, to ask them for the right report, right? Yes. So even when I had the external CFO, what do I want to look at every Monday morning? I needed to know that, right? Yes. And have that report on my desk and be able to review it. So absolutely. Yeah. How, how important is cash flow compared to your mission statement? And what I mean by that is, you know, cash is important. We know that. Your mission is important. Many people may change their mission because the cash flow is a little different or things are, you know, how, how important is that to stick to your mission versus your cash flow? It is critically important to always stick to your mission. Absolutely. Because your mission is, is that guide, right? You set a vision, your strategic planning process, you set a vision and you have a mission, mission and then you set a short-term objectives to get you to uh, um, accomplishing those goals that you have and, and meeting, you know, getting to that vision. If you have financial issues in the interim, it's not a function of your mission, mission right. per se. It's probably a function of implementation, right. right? There is something that is missing maybe in the implementation of this mission. Because at the strategic planning process, in the beginning, you should have vetted or confirmed or validated exactly what your purpose is and why you're in business, right. right? If you start to have cash flow issues because you think your mission is off, that means the <laughs> idea of the business was probably not what it needed to be. Right. Uh, maybe the mar there was no market for right. Right. <laughs> the what idea, you, the product right. or service right. you have, right? And so those are the things that have to be what, what we would say tweaked or adjusted in order to meet the, the financial uh, goals. But you don't veer away from your mission or your vision because you're having cash flow problems. Right. Never. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Are this. Do you feel that that's, I know we've got about a minute, is that an issue that I think that a lot of entrepreneurs do is change their mission because things are, things are not going so well? All the time. I, I do. All the time. <laughs> right. I all the time. Right. 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 Yeah. Because we're, as entrepreneurs, you have new idea after new idea after new idea. Right. And sometimes we just chase those ideas. Right. And we don't lock in. We don't put a stake in the ground. Right. Right. And then move toward uh, uh, um, a particular mission um, with patience. Right. Okay. So when we come right. back, maybe we can talk about patience right. um, as uh, a, a primary yeah, let's, let's pick that piece characteristic of uh, successful entrepreneurs. Well, right? we'll, we'll put a pin right there and we'll come back uh, and talk about patience. Be patient with us. We'll be back in a sec with ESCN iCoach360. If you're looking for a dynamic speaker for your next event, book Angelia Hobson. Angelia Hobson is an entrepreneur, an entrepreneurial coach, trainer, small business advocate, chief strategist, business developer, facilitator, speaker, and author. Her ability to communicate to individuals and large groups and to connect on a personal level have been demonstrated through her many public speaking engagements. She's lectured taught and spoken to groups at institutions of higher learning, church conferences, healthcare events, and corporate conferences across the country on topics including entrepreneurship, leadership, sales and business development, marketing and branding, occupational safety, as well as applications of spiritual teachings to create your best life. Passionate and Funny Angelia tells her personal story of strength, determination, tenacity, and a pursuit of legacy. 
Notable listeners have referred to Angelia as authentic, engaging, and electrifying. Her visionary message has been appealing to broad audiences throughout the years. Book Angelia today for your next event by visiting www.angeliahopson.com or call 630-613-7360. Again, the site is www.angeliahopson.com or call her at 630-613-7360. Is your brand easily recognizable? Does your target market know exactly what you do? Innovative Concepts Unlimited helps small businesses promote their products and services as well as showcase their stories of speakers and coaches. Our capabilities include cutting-edge media solutions, such as high-definition commercials, applications to keep you connected to your customers, and creative and graphic branding design. Get started today on the path to enhancing your brand. Call us at 708-516-0778 or visit our website at www.icunlimited.net. Looking for an inspirational read? Pick up a copy of Entrepreneur Within You. T.E.W. 3. Chapter 16 of T.E.W. 3 is an excerpt from Angelia's upcoming book, The Truth About Entrepreneurship, where she discusses topics such as how to get from dreaming to doing, award versus spin, supply diversity in America, bootstrapping 101, people will think you're crazy, staying power, Networking is not relationship building, and so much more. TEW3 is a national collection of well-regarded entrepreneurs who are trendsetters and visionaries who are passionately pursuing their dreams. Their desire is to empower, equip, and inspire others to do the same while sharing their stories and experiences. Get your copy today at www.i-coach360.com. You are listening to ESCN, and iCoach360 production. To reach our live program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send questions or comments to ESCN at i-coach360.com. Now, back to the show. We are back with ESCN iCoach360. And we went, before break, we talked a little bit about mission and how sometimes entrepreneurs change their mission because of patience and, and being impatient. Uh, let's talk a little bit, Angelie, about that. Uh, you were saying how important it is is it to be patient with whatever business that you're in. Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, we've heard all the industry trends. It takes three to five years to be profitable and all those things. But even in the midst of a business that is already launched, already running, there's times where there's uh, uh, cycles to your business. It's You're cycling up and down, and uh, and people want to then jump off the mission and go chase the what I call the uh, SOS, is this shiny object syndrome, right? So they just want to run after whatever looks to be like hot right now. But if you're in the right business, if you have the right strategy, you've thought it through, you understand the marketplace, you understand what your market share is, you got all those pieces kind of put together, 
stay the course. Yes. Stay the course. Yes, and it, and that's, that speaks to the patience of it. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll say that stay the course is um, important, but as entrepreneurs sometimes, because of our level of creativity and passion and how much motivation we have and even energy to put towards these kinds of things, sometimes we feel like we're bored um, <laughs> in staying the course even. You know what I mean? So, right. so, so and, and that's a valid, valid point. Absolutely. So, you know, in those situations, I would say you stay the course with the business as it is in terms of it being set up. Now, if you feel as though you need to find someone else to help you run that business that's been established and you want to go off and launch this new idea, that's a whole different scenario, Absolutely. right? So that's not, you know, I'm panicked because I don't have cash right. flow. That's a whole different reason to grow, make change, et cetera. So we're not talking about those situations. Right. We're talking about people who, when the money doesn't come in as they expected, they scrap the whole idea. Which, right? in most <laughs> ventures, the money doesn't, doesn't come, come in the way you expect it. Right, right. I mean, yeah, right? Exactly so, right. So, 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 but with that... I mean, you have a three, five-year projection and things aren't going like you planned. When do you really say, maybe this is not the plan? How do you know when that is? Or do you know? Well, you do, but I think it takes some evaluation. I think it takes, you know, back to what we talk about, giving yourself that ability to plan, right? So you stop and you got to take a look at it. So to Diane's point, does that mean that the business is a bad idea or you haven't implemented some of the necessary strategies to create the revenue stream that you desire. So I think it's the planning piece. I think it is getting with someone who really understands that. So if you as the business owner don't understand, I'm frustrated, I'm here, I'm stuck, what do I do? Well, yeah, yeah, and that's when coaching, Absolutely. You know, that's when coaches kind of can kind of help you. And, and when you feel like you're running out of options and, and you don't have new ideas, that's when the coaching piece kind of comes in. But what I, I was going to say, you know, as a business owner running a business, we all have to understand that we have such passion and interest in this thing. It's our baby, so to speak, right. right? And so when something is wrong with the baby, if you will, what do you do? Well, you have options. You have professionals right. who help you um, understand maybe what's wrong and even prof- pres- uh, prescribe right, right. solutions <laughs> to fixing it. So it's the whole idea of scrapping the idea because things aren't going well that I would pause and, and kind of, you know, slow down, be a little bit more patient and, and come to understand better what maybe some of the issues are. There are always opportunities to make adjustments, I would say, in the PL uh, right. profit and loss statement, the PL. You know, if income isn't coming in in the way that you thought it would, then make adjustments on expenses. Right. That Absolutely. means reduce the fixed cost that That's you right. have. You know, if you have a fixed cost, there's a ratio of fixed to variable cost, for instance, that's always recommended. And if you don't have the, the ratio um, to cover, I mean, the income to cover right. your fixed costs, then you make adjustments to what is fixed. Right. So in today's world, there are so many options. There are contractors and consultants and all kinds of things where you can get uh, situations where you can get people to step in right. and play a particular role, role in right. order to re- so that you can reduce your fixed costs, right. right? And so if you don't need them anymore, then they move away, that kind of thing. So right. there are always options and there's, there are ways to be flexible. But what I want to say is that, um, you know, that saying that cash flow is king is kind of 
true to some extent. At least they're among the royalty. Right, right. It may not be king, but it's among the royalty because in order to stay viable, you have to have cash flow. So understanding how much is going in and and coming out is important. But I want to speak to this idea of um, projecting cash flow and not meeting your projections. Right. Very few businesses are um, consistent in, in bringing in and hit in bringing in income even, and so there's an idea of seasonality right. when you come when you look at your financials. Most businesses are seasonal right. in some way. No matter what industry you you're in, right. there's a seasonality to it. That's true. In the beginning, you may not understand that seasonality, and that's okay. Right. Just know that in a particular month. You'll have more income, less expenses. The next month, you have lower income, more expenses. So just understand that those things will fluctuate. So every time I see a financial forecast that has income of $10,000 a month for the next next, uh, 60 months, I go stop. It doesn't work work that way. It doesn't work that way. So you want to be a little bit more realistic um, if your business is contract-based. Um, you want to make sure that once you receive a contract that you recognize what the terms of the contract right. are. Does the money come in every 30 days? Right. Does the money come in every 90 days? Right. How frequently will that money come in? And you want to do your real financial projections based on the real right. contracts <laughs> that you have so that you know not to spend all of the money that came in right. in March, right, to pay everything. And so that then April you have no money to pay right. people. That's right. right. So you have to, that's the seasonality. That's right. It's a term for financial. So that you want to be patient enough to understand, Rodney, what business you're in, what the seasonality is, and how that impacts your cash flow. If you understand the impact of cash flow, then you don't panic. Right. And change your mission. Right, exactly. <laughs> when money isn't, isn't there. coming in the way you So you, you just, think, right? it's just all about understanding what business you're in, what industry you're in, as, Angel- you're in, as Angelia mentioned, and just being patient with understanding in, in, in that. And I just want to undergird what you said about understanding the contracts, right? So we have these contracts, some cash is potentially flowing, and then you don't understand that that client may not need to buy the total value of the contract. Or you don't understand that, that they have very to true. buy potentially the value of it, but they have to buy it over a five-year term. So I had a contract uh, in one scenario that was a five-year contract. They didn't buy anything for 18 months mm-hmm. because they didn't need to. They needed to hit this target, and they need to hit it by the fifth year. So the terms well, of the, the contract, contract right? did not state that they were going to the, buy from, from year F, one no. or from time so day one. So how did you project anything based yeah. on that? I didn't. I initially projected a certain portion a month over the five-year term. So then after the first quarter, there's no money coming from that contract. Where is it? Where? Oh, you need to go back and review Section 3, Clause 5, <laughs> Paragraph 2. Oh, really? You know, but when you're dealing in the in, in some of these larger corporations, these contracts are 100, 120, 150 pages. Have you read the entire thing? Sure. Did your attorney read the entire thing? Sure. Did you potentially miss something? So just making sure that you completely understand how that client buys and how that client pays mm-hmm. is 
hugely important to your business. Yes, and there are people that if you don't have them on your team, there are people, professionals in the world who, um, like in my profession, uh, the finance profession, I actually am trained at peeling through the 200-page contract That's and right. zeroing in on exactly what the that. financial <laughs> terms are and taking the financial terms and, and, and um, interpreting that into financial projections. Absolutely. So basically what I'm trying to say is if you don't have that expertise, just work with someone who does. Go to someone, a, a coach, um, a business development coach, uh, uh, um, your CPA, or someone, probably someone who's um, – knowledgeable in finance, who can peel through all of those pieces and help you with your projections That's right. so that you can accurately forecast Absolutely. the seasonality of That's the right. business. And so that cash flow is king, if you will, but don't panic. Be patient and grow to understand what kind of cash flow scenarios are realistic for your business. And remember that cash is not to Diane's point, the only indicator for your business of success and how not to move away from that mission yes. when the cash isn't coming because there are ways to adjust. There's ways to adjust up and down expenses. And well, exactly. before, before we go on break, we have a couple of minutes here and I'm going to jump from that to, to kind of into, I think, what makes sense from there is maybe some checks and balances of things that may not have been going well and you, you realize, okay, the dollar's not there. Well, let's start looking at some things that maybe we missed, like you said, on a contract. What about systems? You know, how, how are your systems run? How important are systems to your organization? What are they like? And are they something that you need or need to re kind of reevaluate? So I think systems are hugely important in every aspect of your business, every aspect. So if you just took your entire value chain, right, and started looking at it from the time you meet a client to the time you close the sale, to the time it goes to contract and they start paying you. What happens, right? What happens through that entire life cycle of that client? So, you know, in my heart, I'm a salesperson, right? So I'm out meeting people every single day. What does that mean? How am I tracking that? So, I mean, I know we're going to, I'm going to run out of time here in a second. You've got so. about a minute, but you're good. So, so systems are important in every aspect of the business. So at the very beginning, what is your, and Ultimately, what you want is all those systems to talk to each other, right? So we've all seen organizations where you go, oh, well, I can't see that in this system. Let me go and look right. at another screen. You get it even when you call a large organization and you're talking to their customer services when those systems don't interface with each other. So what's really important is for those systems to talk to each other. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll pick back up on the systems when we come back from break. You're listening to uh, ESC and iCoach360. We'll be back in a moment. IC3U, a premier virtual entrepreneurial university. Just like in sports, you need a great coach in the game of business. Enroll in IC3U for entrepreneurial skill and agility to play and win big. IC3U offers academically grounded curriculum coupled with practical application delivered to you globally and virtually. Our coaches are in the game with you from assessment to immersion. As you move through the program, you meet with course-specific experts to work on your tailor-made roadmap to success. Participants receive accelerated learning, industry and client navigation skills, 
as well as to develop enhanced leadership capacity for sustainability. For your customized roadmap, send us a note at www.i-coach360.com or call us at 630-613-7360. Have you ever heard of a voiceover artist? People listen to them daily because companies use voiceovers to help show consumers a picture with their voices of the services or products, and they love them. Well, it can if you hire the professional voiceover services of Michael Dawson. It doesn't matter if it's a radio or television commercial, an in-store announcement, a character for a video game, or some menu option for a phone system. When you need professionally recorded voiceover work done, call Michael Dawson at 630-715-3378 or visit his website at www.michaeldawsonvo.com That's Michael Dawson at 630-715-3378 or visit his website at www.michaeldawsonvo.com And remember, words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes the human voice to infuse them with shades of deeper meaning. Looking for an inspirational read? Pick up a copy of Entrepreneur Within You, TEW3. Chapter 16 of TEW3 is an excerpt from Angelia's upcoming book, The Truth About Entrepreneurship, where she discusses topics such as how to get from dreaming to doing, Award versus spin, supply diversity in America, bootstrapping 101, people will think you're crazy, staying power, networking is not relationship building, and so much more. TEW3 is a national collection of well-regarded entrepreneurs who are trendsetters and visionaries who are passionately pursuing their dreams. Their desire is to empower equip and inspire others to do the same while sharing their stories and experiences. Get your copy today at www.i-coach360.com. You are listening to ESCN and I Coach 360 production. To reach our live program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send questions or comments to ESCN at i-coach360.com. Now, back to the show. We are back with ESCN, iCoach360, and Angelia, right before the break, we talked about systems and how that's important. You want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure. So I was just talking about how important it is in an organization for all your systems to talk to each other. So it doesn't mean you have to be a big company or have elaborate systems, but if you have things in place that manage your um, what they call CRMs, right? So your client relationship management tools. That can be anything from Outlook to um, there's a numerous, numerous CRMs available. But those things should then talk to your financial systems, right? So if you bring something in and it's a potential, you put it out as a quote, that system should be able to turn that quote into a contract, that contract into an invoice, 
an invoice back into your system, right? So that's that's just the importance of, of having those things all dialed in. And those things are um, scalable. So when you start out, right. if, if you're a small one-person operation, um, you can use web-based tools that are um, um, CRMs, a client relationship management systems, and um, QuickBooks Online, for right. example. So sometimes um, the small systems that are web-based, you pay month, a small fee every month to use them, um, they can then grow into larger systems, and then you export the data from one system to the next as you grow right. um, as a large entity. But it's really important to have systems talk to each other. The customer information um, and how you house that information should be connected to your financial information and how you house that information. Right. And then to any kind of pro production. If you are in manufacturing or in an industrial kind of situation, you want your production systems also to be able to speak, speak to your client systems right. so that those three things work together. The, that establishes processes in your organization that allow you to consistently be able to report information right. and review information for yourself um, in teams, that uh, important decision makers, and then if you need to take information to your financer, for right. example, um, or to um, you know a, a vendor that really wants to understand your business in order to supply you with right. a great break on um, the cost of materials, for example. So those so the importance of systems. One, it improves processes internally. Um, gives you great information and could lead to better cost scenarios from vendors, right. suppliers, and um, other clients that you could potentially have. And inter in internal efficiencies. Internal efficiencies, yeah. yes. So what we're talking about here is is really some checks and balances for your business. If things aren't going so well, we talked about systems. How important is the culture of your business. Uh, whoever, Angelia, Diane, how, who wants to answer that? Is, is culture important to your business and, and why so? Well, yeah, if you talk about the checks and balances, I, I think you're referring to, you know, going through and reviewing what's working and what's not working in the organization. We talked earlier about what happens if um, cash flow seems to be a problem. Do you change your mission? And, um, you know, what do you do about systems? Do you review them? And how should they be connected to um, other systems? And how do they provide information and efficiencies in the business? And then what if you look around and you realize that the people in your organization um, haven't bought into the mission? Right, right. That could be a cultural That's issue. Huge. It's huge, right? And so the culture of an organization basically the feel of the organization is established by the leader. It originally was established by the founder, and depending on how the old the business is, right, and how many, how many you know, iterations have been, generations the family has had this business, for example, or um, how old the business is, the founder may no longer be with the organization. But generally speaking, entrepreneurs establish the environment. They establish the culture of the organization based on communicating a vision and a mission, right? Here's what we're about. Let's get fired up. Let's go make these sales goals. Here's how I want you to operate. Um, the 
culture of the organization is established by the leader and in, in the context of our discussions, that means the entrepreneur set the, set the tone for the business and the organization. So as the entrepreneur, if you go back and you look and then things are not the way you want them to be, you need to hold a mirror up at yourself and recognize that you are the owner of that. Right. That means that you have to initiate adjustments and changes in order to get the organization to be what you really need it to be in order to be successful. So as a leader, you establish the culture and you have the highest, the best, biggest impact on, on the culture. The culture. Right. the culture is what are people doing on a day-to-day basis? How do they interact what are their beliefs and their, you know, um, behaviors as it relates to meeting goals and objectives? How do people work together? Um, you know, is the environment stifling or can people be creative? All of those things relate to how then business gets done, how we interact with vendors and clients. Right. All of those things. So say if you come back from a business trip as the entrepreneur and you recognize that somebody had a really bad customer service experience, right? right? And you can't point fingers at the, at the individual employee. you got to have to look at yourself and say, now, what ha- tone have we set right. in terms of how we deal with our clients? And, and, and what kind of customer service do I want to have here? And you almost have to pause from your... Uh, entrepreneurial efforts and activities. Right. Take a look at the organization and determine what culture do we want to have. You have to set the tone as the leader. What's really important also, Diane, I think, is to listen to your team, Mm -hmm. right? And so oftentimes, if you've grown that business to the point that you're not touching that client all the time, but someone else in your organization is touching them, you have to stop and listen to what they're telling you about that experience, right? So this worked... So, for example, I started my original business in my basement. Then I grew it out, and I had four employees, and I grew it out, and I grew it out to ultimately 23 employees, five offices, right? So I'm not touching as much of the business because I got management layers underneath me. So you got to stop and let them tell you what has changed, what clients want, what they don't want, which if I hadn't done that job in two years, may be very, very different. So there may need to be an internal cultural adjustment inside your organization because what worked in my basement doesn't now work in five offices. So it's taking the time to check in, to ask the questions um, in a proactive manner. Right. But then if you need to make adjustments in a reactive in a reactive manner, um, just recognize that that's not something that you can hand off to somebody else. Absolutely. You as the leader, as the um, person who started the organization or, you know, as the primary kind of um, visionary, you have to pause from, you know, making the sale and sitting and finding the new contract and all of that. You have to pause and look internally, take the time to ask the right questions and to listen, as Angelia mentioned. Well, how do you handle an employee, and either one of you can answer this, an employee that may not show the passion that you have as a, as a business owner that could be creating somewhat of a difficult situation as far as culture in, in the workplace? How should you go about handling that? Not a bad employee as far as doing their work, but maybe don't share the same passion that you do. 
as an entrepreneur? How do you handle that situation? So let me just say, I've never had an employee with the same passion. <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> for the business that I have, right? right? So Absolutely. when I'm sending emails at 2 a.m., they're checking it at about 9, going, what were you doing up, <laughs> right, right? right? right. So, so I've never seen it. I've never right. seen it in my business. I've never seen it in, in others' business. I have had that difficult employee who is creating... Um, unrest as you will in inside the organization they're a they're a maverick they're going to do it their way they're going to go off the grid yeah i know that's what she said but that's not what we're going to do because because i mean it starts off like any other organization you have the conversation you try to engage them more in the culture you try to listen to their ideas because it's possible that their ideas are right and you haven't stopped long enough to make a ship so they make it themselves so you got to still turn that that the mirror to yourself to go okay is this a real scenario that i haven't paid attention to or is this person just being disruptive so i mean there's there's uh, work that has to be done. But then uh, the biggest piece I always say is um, pausing, taking the time, and engaging. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we're not the biggest people persons. Right. <laughs> so so that we, you know, when there is unrest and there's an individual who may not be doing what you want, it's hard to have the person-to-person discussion. I encourage all um, entrepreneurs and leaders to take the time and become people persons. Right. And not take the easy way out, which is to just let the person go. Right. Um, we shoot ourselves in the foot more often than not when we make such abrupt right. decisions. Sometimes people are disruptive, if you will, or um, not following along because they feel either devalued right. or they feel like they're not important or if they feel like they're ideas don't matter and sometimes they simply need um, attention or at least just to be heard and I don't mean attention in a negative way I just right. mean has anyone paused to see their value right. and ask them a question um, because if we make that quick decision to let that person go um, as long as they haven't done anything egregious in terms of you know something illegal they're stealing or right. things like that but if you're just talking about a disgruntled employee the question right. is why are they disgruntled if we have not taken the time to sit and talk to them make sure that they are aligned with our vision and mission understand where we're trying to go and understand that we care that they right. go with us right sometimes that is what is needed you know and and maybe sometimes they just need to sit in a different seat Right. We call it, you know, do you have right. the right people on the bus? Right, and right. Do you have the <laughs> right. right people in the right seat on, on the bus? bus. Because right. the bus is headed in a particular direction. That's right. And it's up to you as the leader to make sure, one, that you have a bus, and that bus is headed in the right direction based on your vision. Right. And then you have people on the bus, the right people on the bus, the right skills, qualifications, right? right? And then are they and doing the right, the right thing? Right. That's are right. they in the right role doing the right thing? That's that right. means the right seat on the bus. That's right. It is important for the leader to check that um, um, no less than once a year. Right. Um, um, more than that if you want to see if you have everything aligned. Well, we're going to take a break right here. When I come back, we want to talk about trust and how that works in the workplace as well. We'll be back, we'll, we will be back ESCN iCoach360 production. If you're looking for a dynamic speaker for your next event, book Angelia Hobson. Angelia Hobson is an entrepreneur, an entrepreneurial coach, trainer, small business advocate, chief strategist, business developer, 
facilitator, speaker, and author. Her ability to communicate to individuals in large groups and to connect on a personal level have been demonstrated through her many public speaking engagements. She's lectured, taught, and spoken to groups at institutions of higher learning, church conferences, healthcare events, and corporate conferences across the country on topics including entrepreneurship, leadership, sales and business development, marketing and branding, occupational safety, as well as applications of spiritual teachings to create your best life. Passionate and funny, Angelia tells her personal story of strength, determination, tenacity, and a pursuit of legacy. Notable listeners have referred to Angelia as authentic, engaging, and electrifying. Her visionary message has been appealing to broad audiences throughout the years. Book Angelia today for your next event by visiting www.angeliahopson.com or call 630-613-7360. Again, the site is www.angeliahopson.com or call her at 630-613-7360. Is your brand easily recognizable? Does your target market know exactly what you do? Innovative Concepts Unlimited help small businesses promote their products and services, as well as showcase their stories of speakers and coaches. Our capabilities include cutting-edge media solutions, such as high-definition commercials, applications to keep you connected to your customers, and creative and graphic branding design. Get started today on the path to enhancing your brand. Call us at 708-516-0778 or visit our website at www.icunlimited.net. Have you ever heard of a voiceover artist? People listen to them daily because companies use voiceovers to help show consumers a picture with their voices of the services or products and they love them. Well, it can if you hire the professional voiceover services of Michael Dawson. It doesn't matter if it's a radio or television commercial, an in-store announcement, a character for a video game, or some menu option for a phone system. When you need professionally recorded voiceover work done, call Michael Dawson at 630-715-3378 or visit his website at www. Dot michaeldawsonvo.com That's Michael Dawson at 630-715-3378 or visit his website at www.michaeldawsonvo.com And remember, words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes the human voice to infuse them with shades of deeper meaning. You are listening to ESCN, and I coach 360 production. To reach our live program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send questions or comments to ESCN at i-coach360.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back. You, we are with... ESCN, I coach 360 production. And before break, we talked a little bit about systems, about the culture, 
uh, Angelia and Diane, we want to talk a little bit before we go and transition to just uh, saying thank you for all for joining this season. We want to talk quickly, though, about trust and how trust is so important in any organization from not only the employee standpoint, but from the actual business owner. Uh, trust, Angelia, what does that mean and how important is that? So first of all, I think it's uh, hugely important. I started off my business, like I said before, with two business partners. And so having that trust uh, of the partners is really huge, right? So you, it's almost like a marriage. We've talked about this in segments before, of knowing that no matter what, that everyone is moving in the right direction, the same direction, and that they have the, the best interest of the business at heart. Yeah, and you know, and then, uh, that is important in partnerships as you build relations. It's also important to, for you as the leader in the business, as the entrepreneur, to um, begin establishing relationships with clients, with vendors, with suppliers in a trustworthy manner. That means you have to do what you do with integrity. And so if you've made a commitment with, to a client, follow through Absolutely. And, and, and make sure that that commitment has been solidified, even if something major has changed in the interim. Follow through. Right. Um, follow through with vendors. Follow through with your business partners. Do what you say you're going to do. And, and even though things change, ideas come about, circumstances change, to the best of your ability, follow through and communicate any adjustments. Now, what does that do? That shows that if you have anyone in your employ, if there are other people in your business that work for you, they are watching what you do. Everything. So we talked in the last segment about culture. The leader establishes the culture. Um, you are the leader as the entrepreneur who started the business. If you behave in a particular manner, your employees are more likely to behave in that same manner. So the more you care about integrity and trust, and the more that you exhibit those things, you trust your employees, the more they trust you. Right. Um, the more that you meet your commitments with your vendors and your clients and et cetera, just, I'm, just as I spoke about, the more likely your employees will do the same. Right. So if you, and, uh, and on the off chance that someone will not in your employee, someone who you have employed and they're behaving differently, then at least you're ensured that it's not because you exhibited different behavior. It's something that they have to do. So then you address it that way. But trust is built by demonstration. And so if you enter into a partnership, you want to make sure you can trust those business partners. Okay, how do you do that? You know, over time you come to understand what their issues are. I mean, what their uh, what they bring to the table, what their levels of integrity are. But then you behave in a particular way, and so will your employees. And trust is huge in order to be successful. Is trust? And I, I throw this out there right quick. I know it's the second part. Is trust something that's initial from the beginning, or is that something over time that I've gotten into a business relationship with you, Angelia? Do I, I trust you in that business, but do I fully trust you with everything? Does that change as time goes? I think it just is built. I think it's built over it takes time. time. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Definitely takes time. That's, that's great. Again, uh, we want to thank everyone for joining in with us. And, you know, it's been a great uh, season. We look forward to so much that's coming uh, in the next year. Angelia, let me ask you uh, first, over these, these months, 
what have been some of the highlights for you that kind of say, hey, this we're on the right track with things? Yeah, so I'd have to say the thing that sticks out to me most, and we've had him as a guest a couple of times, I think Diane will agree with me, is uh, Nick Dillon is the belief coach. It all begins with your mental mindset, right? Whatever your mindset is, I've heard it often, the conversation you have with yourself is the most important conversation you'll ever have. And I think that's true. I think it was demonstrated over and over throughout the season and all of the shows that we talked about. I think it was demonstrated at our Breakthrough Business Challenge weekend where people came in and they weren't sure that they could do some of the things. And after spending some time with Nick and with us and the moderators, they were able to see, wow, if I change my mindset, I can change my business. Do you agree? Well, I would agree that the biggest piece is to believe. Um, another piece is to uh, recognize the pace at which these transitions occur. So the believe piece is really important. Believe that you can do it, which is one of the reasons why we highlight um, some transitions related to athletes, right? In order for people to succeed, they have to perform at the top of their game, if you will. And so we, we I enjoyed um, hearing the stories of many of the professional athletes who've transitioned from that work to entrepreneurship because they had to believe it could be done, right? And so as you begin a new thing in your life, the question is, what work have you done on yourself to believe and know that it can be done? So if nothing else, if we can't leave this um series of shows that we've done, if you leave with nothing else, but just to understand how important it is to believe you can do that thing that you dream about um, and understanding that it requires transition. There is some skill you have developed in that previous job, the previous career, whatever work you've done. There's some skill that you can lock in on and use to transition into entrepreneurship. The question is, do you believe you can? Right. Right. And so we talked about transference of skill. We talked to a lot of athletes about, um, you know, what did it take? How did they get started? And then how did they progress? We're telling you these stories so that you can understand there's no cookie cutter approach. There's no way to look at one way to look at it and that they had to believe that they can get from point A to point B in order to be successful. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The belief system is, is key for everything that we do. And to be able to go into any business or any adventure that you're looking to do, you have to believe that you're capable of doing it and believe that you're going to see those things through. When things are going rough, you believe you're going to come out of it on the right side. That's right, so that's right. I, I totally agree. Again, it's been a pleasure from my standpoint, from the both of you, allowing me to come in and sit with you for an X amount of shows. I'm not sure how many it was, <laughs> but I do look forward to, to joining again with you next season. And again, the listeners, for, for listening in, uh, if you ever you know have a compelling story that you would like to share, trust me, go on to ESCN at i-coach360.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to uh, see what you're thinking and, and really share some ideas with us. We're open and we're looking to grow this uh, to that next level. Uh, for now, happy holidays to everyone. Be safe on your travels. We look forward to seeing you very soon. With that? Yep, that's right. So we wanted to say happy holidays. We will be back uh, early 2016 and we appreciate each and every one of you that is tuned in for the season. Yes, and you know, don't forget to look us up. Um, on the internet, you know, we really have a passion around um, business development coaching and entrepreneurial coaching. And so look us up, I coach 
360, um, we're here for you. Absolutely. www.i-coach360.com. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you for tuning into ESCN. Please join Michael Dawson, Angelia Hobson, and Diane Daniels for another edition next Saturday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Or catch a weekly rebroadcast on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about what iCoach360 can do for you and your business, visit i-coach360.com. Have a great week.